Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, the day before yesterday, the Social Democrat TD Gary Gannon walked out to the plinth in front of Leinster House to speak with journalists. But when he got there, someone roared the word ginger at him. That particular piece of commentary was from a passing child and was laughed off. Yet it is an odd thing that in Ireland, of all places, we're having red hair as a sign of our Celtic heritage that being ginger, ginger is still regarded as a negative. Studies have found that people with red hair are more likely to be bullied. Having gone through a course of emergency psychotherapy after that vicious attack, Gary has emerged from hiding uh, to talk to us now. Afternoon, Gary. Good afternoon. Good afternoon <laughs> when you were a kid, did you kind of get it a lot? Was it fairly standard? Oh yeah, completely. Like, I mean, first, I love being a ginger. It's actually something, but I didn't love being a ginger maybe until I became more of an adult. Yeah. Um, as a kid, yeah, it would have been kind of ding-a-ling-a-ling, your hair is on fire would have been quite frequent (laughs) (laughs) I wore a stripy short one day to a sports club and I think it was called Kruger for the next couple of years (laughs) Um, all constant ribbon like in my house it was a source of great merriment to everybody but me it is but it is that kind of Irish thing isn't it I don't think for a second anybody's cruel and that kid yesterday said he didn't say it in any cruelty it was just pure and jest and I just loved the audacity of him like so yeah. were they inside the, the, so the inside gr- Leinster House so yeah. you remember so opposition TD so if your listeners have an image of Leinster House where kind of opposition TDs will usually speak on the plinth mm. that is a terrifying experience it is like that nightmare you'll have about your leaving cert exam and not knowing the questions of being unprepared so imagine that every Tuesday Tuesday morning where you're going to walk out there'll be two cameras facing you and anything up to like 14, 16 journalists who can ask you anything. So I generally to be breaking myself before I go out and then you walk out with a bit of a stride and you're trying to get yourself together and as you get to close to them I just hear Ginger! <laughs> <laughs> and it was well it was oh, subsequently from one of the journalists it's, it's repeated it then. So yeah so one of these skill kids and I just love so in my previous life I used to work for the Trinity Access Programme bringing skill kids into Trinity College to make them feel comfortable in the space so I love the audacity of a kid in Leinster House with that level of front reach to just take the legs out of a politician and give us no <laughs> sense of being serious like so I just I just really loved I had absolutely nothing but admiration with the kid his skill and whoever gave him that level of confidence they, they, but if they were they must have been visiting then if they were yes. on their, they were on their way in kind they of do so um, they might have been on their way out so actually the great thing about Lancer House and it's a lovely thing about our democracy is there's constantly people in and out of it mm. so skills you'll be in there every day between Tuesday and Thursdays there'll be any, uh, just a conveyor belt of skills going through the place some of them look bored some of them look very interested and some of them do like Come to deal and they take a little bit of liberties, and that should be okay as well. And yesterday, I found myself on the the cold face of that. Yeah, I I wonder. Um, did. Did that person's teacher hear him say not. that? I what kind of did he get in any trouble for it? I really, really hope not. I don't think he did because I mean, instantaneously, like I tried to maintain my composure, but I just fell into hysterics. <laughs> the journalists in front of me just were like fell around the place laughing. I think one of the RTE journalists there was was referring to me as Ginger then during yeah. <laughs> So I think they were, I think anyone that would have been there to school, I didn't get to see him afterwards because they I think he legged it out. I'd but, say he did, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I think anyone would have been there would have just broke the tension of what can be a very busy and stressful day so more of that I feel in the grounds yeah. of the doll So when you were say a teenager and you know yes. all teenagers are kind of awkward and they hate themselves yeah. and all that stuff did you think maybe I should dye the hair oh, or... I did dye the hair oh right twice. Yeah. yeah. so I dyed my hair bleach blonde twice which I felt was a good idea and it looked like a kind of a Zach Morris type character with my blonde <laughs> hair now I did not look like a Zach Morris type character with my blood pressure so I just had the blonde hair and the red face and but I think we all go through those transitions as a ginger before we find their space um, I never went beyond I never went beyond that I was always this really lovely gentle ribbon boy absolutely all and sundry yeah. and even now yesterday like walking down the road because I put that on actually it wasn't me that put it on social media it was the couple of the guys in the office done it as a joke put it up on TikTok first hmm. and then straight away everyone's just walking down the road going ginger yeah. <laughs> ginger <laughs> I don't think that would be parliamentary language though if, if, if within the dull chamber no, if they, they started uh, uh, using that one but your partner is ginger as well it so is, you're like yeah. a, you've got a whole ginger thing going we've on we've a house of gingers <laughs> yes <laughs> we do we have two gingers walking down the road but uh, yeah it wasn't what attracted us to it yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody says the ginger hate is yet an under anglo-centric thing we've adopted you don't find it in other countries uh, not even in the US in Britain well, though it's actually, a thing actually in ancient Egypt they used to sacrifice gingers under pretense that we could potentially be evil oh wow yes okay yeah I just somebody sent that to me today that's, that's kind of scary there is a strong tradition of picking on gingers going back to ancient Egypt where we were sacrificed so it's not just an. I don't think it's an anti-Celtic thing or anything like that I think it's a, I think as traditions okay. that stand thankfully we live in more enlightened times <laughs> but when you've like, as I understand when you've been abroad people will say can I take I your picture went to I went to Southeast Asia one time and I was travelling through Malaysia and people were just looking I'm quite tall as well so people were just coming over to shake me hands and then bring me into pictures like yeah. just pointing at me here and bringing me into pictures like, <laughs> okay. which is just I couldn't believe it was a source of novelty and I was just like oh my god but I, I've always found being a ginger as a real source of strength it's something to take great pride in I'm the only ginger in my family politicians will often go to force my family to go to college I'm like I'm the only I'm ginger, ginger in my family that <laughs> uh, Owen says this gingerism is pretty recent and an import from the UK. When I was in school in the 80s, you'd get slagged or bullied for anything else. The red-headed guys never got bothered because of their hair, admiration and or jealousy, if anything. Uh, someone else says ginger and curls are teased, but sadly also bullied, both verbally and physical uh, abuse by other children when I was a child. Hated my hair colour as a child, but now I'm laughing at those spending a fortune on highlights or lowlights and generally uh, covering up the grey. So I suppose it can... Uh, gets like we uh, before we've done things in the show and people had sent in individual accounts of like their hair their life was made a misery by people because yeah I mean bullying when look I've never it's never gone beyond the line for me but I think I do think it's something that we can't take too much light of because if somebody has experienced bullying because of a feature being hair colour I mean that's something that I'm sure for them the kids yesterday and in general had absolutely no hostility in row. it was just a really no. gorgeous yeah. experience I think yeah. uh, but it is like I'm somebody who's very as I said is very proud of you know, you do get a bit of ribbon growing up about it like I think well, what does one in ele- there's only one in 11 people now are ginger mm. we are a dying breed we have a responsibility to each other to continue and keep it going great, yeah. yeah keep it going yeah uh, Sicilians also thought that redheads were evil Sicilians Sicilians that's 
I didn't make yeah. any generalizations about any Sicilians, but you know what we're thinking. Uh, sure, we waited for years to get a ginger emoji, uh, uh, says another texture. Campaign for years on it. Yeah. Campaign and, uh, for that, years on that finally it. Arrived. Did the, is that why you didn't run for the leadership of, of the Social Democrats? Because <laughs> you thought people <laughs> weren't really... <laughs> yes. The sentiment in the party. Yeah, that there was, was a strong anti-ginger sentiment in the party, which kept me from the leadership. Yes. That I, I knew that's what it was, really. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't say. Because you were asked now. early, you gave all this old guff about, uh, ah, no. Strong anti-ginger sentiment. That's what it is. Yeah. Even within the party, or, or has it been a, purged of that? I want to take on a strong leadership role for gingers throughout the country, and I don't get <laughs> limited to the Social Democrats, yes. which is a safe place for gingers. Thank you, Gary. Gary, that's good to know. Uh, that is good. Now, uh, now that like Holly is, uh, is Holly now officially the leader, or, so or is Holly there like a, a officially thing? leader as of twelve o'clock today? She's right. one of the first leaders' questions, and she stepped forward and she says, "Taoiseach, I represent a generation of people who, for the first time, will have a lesser income or capacity to own a home than a parents." And I thought that was a really really beautiful way for her to introduce herself capturing the fact that she is a very young the youngest leader of a political party in Ireland I think she's going to be brilliant I think Holly is a she, she appeals to so many different demographics she's a young farmer she's from rural Ireland I'm really excited about her tenureship as leader of the Social Democrats she is being launched officially at 3 o'clock now so she'll make her introductory ah, speech right. yeah. okay. and do you have a do by yourselves in the like this evening no, do you have no we have to get back to work we have a okay. break yeah, so it's at 3 we all have to be back by half 4 to do voting in the doll so there won't be any deals or anything like that okay. and it's like Holly I, what I really liked about her announcement today she just got straight to work announced the leader at 12 and by 12 or 5 she was in the doll taking leaders questions with yeah. Leo Varadkar and I mean apart from well because two of your TDs mightn't be in the younger demographic but, but generally speaking is it, it would be the case that your membership are yeah. much younger than other parties it's something that I didn't really notice but when you come to where it's like the national conventions that, the age profile would be people kind of mid-30s and younger now there are like obviously we, we appeal to a wide range of different age groups but I think it's because we came out of the referendums I think there was two re- we, we formed between the marriage equality referendum and the referendum to repeal the eight I think a lot of the people who were politicised during those times found a home in ourselves it would have been something we would have been very strong on and now that we have the youngest leader by quite a distance in the country I think that's going to increase that Yeah Is that the main difference between yourselves and the Labour Party? Like the no. Labour Party are just social democrats in wheelchairs No it's a thing, look, I think it's an interesting question I appreciate why it is asked but I also if you remember the why for me I was formed politically during the period of austerity when Labour would have taken decisions that I would have disagreed with massively and, but I don't want to focus on them we have a very different culture if you imagine the social democrats as I said formed quite recently came out of kind of civic society groups referendums we have a political party where Holly could join the party five years ago be elected to the council be elected to TV and within five years of that become leader that's a very different culture than what most of the political parties would offer so I think the fact Yeah Some people would say that's just because the party is so small you're able to travel up yeah, that fast membership is quite cost. significant Yeah Yeah and we also we have the same amount of TDs elected um, in the first instance, there's a Labour Party. Yeah, like, no, change. yeah absolutely. So, I mean, uh, but, the, but at the same time, like that, that that culture is kind of an amorphous term. Mm-hmm. Are there kind of things that the Social Democrats stand for that Labour do not stand for, or vice versa? It's not in, so again, uh, I don't want to get into negative politics, but. If you take some of the decisions that were taken by the Labour Party during their time in government, they would certainly not be decisions that I would have stood over. Mm. Um, but beyond that, we are building a very different political party. My politics are that of state interventionism, like in housing, in health. I don't want to um, contaminate myself by somebody else's decisions of the past. We have worked really hard to build this party. I think we offer a very different style of politics. You would have seen that last week in terms of how we announced their 
ch- a changeover of leadership that was very different to who, how any other party would have announced it, for example, or have done previously. I wish all of the political parties well. I think we need more choice in Irish politics, not less. Our system of governance with PRSTV allows us to do that. I don't want to be hostile to any other political parties, particularly those who was on the left. I just want to continue to work with Holly and others to build the Social Democrats because that's what I've devoted eight years of my life to. Mm. So, but you'd be, uh, so the, the party in general would be much more in favour of more state intervention into things like housing, for instance. That means, I assume, yeah. the state or local authorities building yeah. housing. Yeah, exactly. Local authorities, giving local authorities to build housing on their own land. Um, getting workers that work for the state to build those housing. The National Health Service, for example, one of the big things that we've done during their time in politics was to get the cross-party group in on Slonjaker, which Roshi and Shorthall obviously in that Slonjaker is basically about a, uni- a national health service. So what we see is a role for the state in their public services. I'd go further than that. I think a republic, in essence, relies and can only be found in its public services. So that's in health, housing, education. I don't want to put a floor in any, I don't want to put ceilings in anything. I want to put floors by which people cannot go beyond. That mm. for me is the role of social democracy. And social democracy, as I said, is about interventionalism. That's as important when it's more, the economic times are as hard than they are when we have more money in the economy. Yeah. But you know yourself that, you know, we're, we, we are in a country with, uh, um, w- with the coalition governments. Yes. And so you won't get, and, yeah, well, I suppose it depends who wins the night. It could be, it could be Ian Sinn Féin, for instance, and then it's state interventionism all the way. But a lot of the time it's yeah. not that. It's, it's, uh, people are compromising the, the way the Labour values. Party did. <laughs> I think we, I think it's important to say true to your values. I fully appreciate the likelihood of a coalition government and that's fine. Those decisions will be made after the electorate goes and decides the numbers and then mm. we can sit down and work in coalitions. That's absolutely fine. But your values are really important in terms of bringing that. Obviously, you go into negotiations, there'll be things you have to compromise on. But those compromises must be in keeping with your values too. So I will not compromise on a national health service. I will not compromise on the pursuit of a publicly funded model of childcare, for example. I will not be eroding the tax base as a way of populist politics. All of those sort of values I will bring with me to any negotiation that we have after the next election. In a, a future coalition, because you've quite a big portfolio, really, uh, at the moment. So there, there is <laughs> I, uh, now the spokesperson and ginger as well. <laughs> as well yes, as everything else. But uh, the, yeah. the, uh, would there be kind of a portfolio you'd like? No, we're, we're, we're speculating here. I'm, I mean, speculate well, but yeah. I'm more than happy to point Yeah, but would you, is there something you'd uh, like education? education. Yeah. Absolutely. Education has been the everything to me. I was very lucky to be uh, given access to university. That changed my life. I think there's a number of different um, policies that can enable and smooth that transition for far, far more people in this country. Education for me changed my life. I would love to be the Minister for Education. Uh, in Kerry, you'd be known as a Foxy Gary, apparently, <laughs> uh, they say. Uh, <laughs> I hated my red hair growing up. I loved it. Then went bald. Uh, the double oh, whammy. No. Uh, d- did uh, you, your mother leave you out in the rain? <laughs> my ma- my ma- actually, talking about ribbon, my mum used to say she used to have shirts on me pram running me down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, thanks William, for coming in to talk to us today. Uh, uh, thanks for That was Gary Gannon there uh, from the Social Democrats, possibly the next Minister for Education as well. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.